Hello, and welcome to the Heartbeat of the Pro-Life Ministry podcast. If you're wondering, what happened to the myth-busting the Pregnancy Resource Center podcast? Rest assured, you're in the right place. For various reasons, Myth-Busting the Pregnancy Resource Center now has a new name, but still has educational and inspirational content for you. I appreciate your patience with this change. You can find the Heartbeat of the Pro-Life Ministry podcast online at theheartbeatpodcast.net. Now here is today's episode of the Heartbeat of the Pro-Life Ministry podcast. Why don't pregnancy resource centers perform abortions or make referrals for them? When I ask that question, if you're thinking pregnancy centers should absolutely perform abortions and make referrals for them, then I invite you to keep listening to this episode because I think you're going to find it interesting. If you're a pregnancy center supporter and your first thought is that abortion takes the life of an innocent human being as the reason why pregnancy centers don't perform abortions, well, you're right. That's the most obvious reason. But in this episode, I'm going to share a reason that maybe you might not be thinking of. Welcome to Myth Busting, the Pregnancy Resource Center podcast where we'll bust some myths and tell the truth about what really happens at that pregnancy resource center down the street so that you can refer women to pregnancy centers who need support before, during, and after pregnancy, as well as learn how pregnancy centers are the loving, compassionate, women, pre-born baby, and family-centered, faith-based organizations worthy of your support. I'm Beth Bissonette. And I've been an executive director of a pregnancy resource center for over 22 years. I'm going to share our experiences supporting women and their families. Let's get into today's episode. I'm located in New Hampshire. Now in New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, Massachusetts, throughout New England, and many other states, abortion is still legal. So when we talk about making referrals for abortion, These are in states where abortion is still legal. I'm going to share Janet's story with you today. Her pregnancy decision really surprised me, but I think it surprised her even more. She came in for a pregnancy test and a free ultrasound to confirm her pregnancy, and she brought her five-year-old daughter in with her. I brought a basket of toys into the room for her daughter to play with on the floor as Janet and I chatted. When I asked Janet what she thought she wanted to do if the pregnancy test was positive, she very quietly said, I don't know. I think I would like to have the baby, but my boyfriend wants me to have an abortion or he said he was going to leave me. This isn't an uncommon response that we hear from clients. And as those two pink lines showed up on the pregnancy test that day, I saw Janet's face change. I saw some fear. I saw some doubt. But I also saw a little bit of hope 
When we chatted, I asked her if she wanted to have information about abortion procedures and risks, and she agreed that that would be helpful. So I shared those things with her. And then since her pregnancy test was positive, she was eligible to have an ultrasound done that day. So our nurse invited Janet into the exam room and Janet got comfortable on the exam table and I pushed a stool over close to the exam table so that Janet's daughter could step up onto the stool and be close to her mama. So Janet kind of reached around her daughter and held her close and steady on the stool as the monitor on the wall sprang to life and showed Janet and all of us, the baby moving around with a strong fetal heartbeat. And I remember vividly Janet pointing to the monitor on the wall and saying to her daughter, do you see that? And her daughter kind of looked confused and asked, what is that? And Janet said, that's a baby. That's your baby brother or your baby sister. The nurse finished the ultrasound that day And it confirmed her pregnancy and confirmed a viable fetus that Janet was carrying. And before Janet left that day, I helped her in the boutique so that she could get some items for her daughter. And I also shared with her that no matter what decision she made about her pregnancy, she was welcome to come back. If she needed to talk, if she wanted to take parenting classes, if she wanted to take prenatal classes, or if she wanted to shop in our boutique. A few weeks later, I heard the doorbell ring in the waiting room, which means that somebody has just entered Haven Pregnancy Services. And I heard this familiar voice at the reception window asking for me. And so I went out and I greeted Janet and she was by herself on this day and I invited her to come in. And we sat down together and Janet started to cry. And she said, I had an abortion. I was surprised, but I think Janet was even more surprised. She shared with me how awful she was feeling about that decision. She described her struggle to eat or sleep, that she was crying a lot, and her daughter kept asking her why she was so sad. Let's also ask a why question here. Janet knew from our first conversation when she'd come in that I and all of us at Haven would support her in her pregnancy. And we obviously did not refer her for an abortion. Yet she was back at Haven Pregnancy Services after her abortion. Why? Why would she come back to Haven? Because she knew from just one visit at a pregnancy resource center, that we are a safe place no matter what decision she made. She didn't go back to the abortion clinic expecting to be heard, understood, and helped to recover from the emotional repercussions of her abortion. She came to the place she knew would help her. We didn't reject her or tell her Uh, Her abortion was something to celebrate, even though her her emotions were telling her otherwise. In the months that followed, Janet came in for support as she parented her five-year-old daughter through taking parenting classes and getting supplies in our boutique. But Janet fell victim to a statistic that I've shared before in this podcast. From a study 
done by the Journal of American Physicians and Surgeons that 73.8% of women who had an abortion say that they felt pressure to do so. Janet aborted because her boyfriend said he would leave her if she didn't. Now, I was surprised that Janet had the abortion, but Janet was even more surprised at the depth of her emotional pain as a result of that decision. But she was also really surprised that her boyfriend, well, he left her anyway, even though she'd had her abortion. Now, not all men pressure women to have abortions, and they have no control over that decision. And so their baby is aborted, and they have to deal with the repercussions of that decision as well. Pregnancy resource centers know that abortion hurts women emotionally, and a lot of men as well. We know that because we see it. Now, I've had the privilege to speak in public about pregnancy resource centers quite often over 22 years. And most of the time, women will approach me afterwards, and they will very quietly say, I had an abortion, and I've never told anyone, not even my family. Or, I had an abortion, and it's the biggest regret of my life, with tears in their eyes. Some of, have, some of them have had their abortions 20, 30, 40 years ago, and yet they're still struggling with that decision. Men approach me with tears in their eyes and they say things like, I wonder what my son or daughter would be like today. I really hurt my wife and our relationship by taking her to that abortion clinic. And we also have some of our patients like Janet in tears over their abortions because pregnancy centers can clearly see the very real potential for post-abortion damage to our patients Why would we then send more women to experience lifelong regret and harm? If you believe that pregnancy centers should send women and make referrals for them to have abortions, let me see if I can give you a more general example of why we shouldn't be expected to do so. Let's look at this premise that we must make a referral. Try to look at it this way. And I know that this is a very simplified example of what I'm trying to make for a point. But if you had a loved one with a health problem, and you know two doctors who treat this health problem, one doctor will do surgery to take care of it. But several of his patients who went to him, they told you that they were left with years of chronic pain and suffering, and they regret having had that surgery. Now let's look at a second doctor. This doctor, he doesn't do surgery and he tells his patients it's going to be hard to get through the recovery for a few months. But while you're going through the process of recovering, I'm going to support you through it and my office staff is going to support you through it. And you'll recover without surgery and without those surgery complications. His patients tell you that they feel well afterwards. So let me ask you, with these two doctors, would you send your loved one to the first doctor or to the second? Would you take a chance on immediate relief for your loved one, but potential 
long-term suffering or short-term difficulty for long-term comfort and health. I know you may be thinking that your loved ones should have the right to choose either doctor and they can. They can research it. They can find the doctors. They can make a decision to go to either one of those doctors. But you don't have to send them there if you believe that sending them to that first doctor is going to cause them harm. Would you send them? The same goes for pregnancy resource centers. However, pregnancy resource centers are held to a different standard because the topic is abortion. Pregnancy centers are attacked because we have a standard of not performing abortions or making referrals for them. Let's look at this in another way. If a woman goes to her primary care doctor's office, she can get a pregnancy test there, but probably not an ultrasound to confirm the pregnancy or get an abortion there. And that's perfectly okay. Everybody says it's fine. That doctor doesn't have to do abortions. She may go to her OBGYN's office and they'll do a pregnancy test for you and probably an ultrasound. But most likely, they don't do abortions at their office, and that's good. That's perfectly okay with everyone. But a woman at a pregnancy resource center can get free pregnancy testing, free ultrasounds, prenatal classes, parenting classes, sometimes prenatal care at the center, but not an abortion. And somehow, since it's a pregnancy center, it's not okay that we don't do abortions. Can you see my point? So what myth did we bust today? How about this one? Quote, pregnancy centers are anti-woman because they don't perform abortions or send them to abortion clinics. And so they should be shut down. End quote. Truth be told, pregnancy resource centers are one of the only organizations listening to and helping women and men who actually state that they are suffering and struggling from a past abortion. We are pro-woman, even those women who are being pressured to stay silent about their abortion from a society that increasingly celebrates abortion. If you or someone you know is struggling emotionally or spiritually from a past abortion, they may be feeling things like, regret, lingering sadness, anxiety, eating disorders, insomnia, guilt, anger, depression, hopelessness when they think about their past abortion experience. If you or someone you know want help with these things, many pregnancy resource centers have programs specifically to help recover from it. You can also contact organizations like rachelsvineyard.org who provides recovery retreats, or healinghearts.org, who provides an online recovery program, or supportafterabortion.com. Or you can visit pregnancydecisionline.org to find a pregnancy resource center near you to find out if they can help you with post-abortion recovery. All of the links to these organizations I'm going to include in today's show notes. If you're interested in supporting your pregnancy resource center, please contact them, find out what their needs are, make a donation. I'm coming from Haven Pregnancy Services today, 
If you would like to make a donation to Haven, you can go to our website, mythbustingtheprc.com and click on the Give Today button. I also want to ask that you would please share this episode with people that you know. Maybe you've had a conversation with somebody and you know that they're struggling with an abortion. Or if you know someone, a friend or family member that you think would be interested in supporting the services of the Pregnancy Center, then please share this episode with them. Share the podcast by going to mythbustingtheprc.com and click on the listen button. That's where you're going to find all of our episodes. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and other podcast players. I would love to have feedback from you. So please email me mythbustingtheprc at gmail.com. Ask me your questions. Give me some feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for spending some time with me again today. And remember, your life is precious. Precious.